The Lord be with you. From Psalm 37, verse 4, we read these words. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. It seems to me that if we're going to talk about prayer, we need to speak about our desires. For from our desires come our motivations and the power to keep at something for any length of time. It's also where our affections and loyalties reside. So, a desire, then, is what our heart, that place where we make our choices and choose our loyalties, focuses on. If I desire a certain car like a black Jeep Rubicon with 37-inch tires, when I see one on the street, I get excited and I say to myself, I wish I had one of those. My life would be so much better if I was driving that vehicle. My heart is also where gratitude flows from. So when I purchase that Jeep and it's parked in the garage because it's too expensive to drive, I have this feeling of thanksgiving where I rejoice in what I have. Now I hope you can tell that I'm being a little facetious for I do not think that a Jeep or any other thing is going to fulfill me in that kind of way. Yet, it's easy to fall into that trap, only to be disillusioned when the thing fails in making my inner soul any more content. Too often we set our desires on things that are temporal, when we are made for eternity. Mick Jagger once said famously, I can't get no satisfaction. Well, he needs to look beyond sex, drugs, and rock and roll that he had filled his life with. He needed to look to something beyond himself, something more transcendental. He needed to look to God. If we would adjust our minds and align our souls to desire things that would last, I think we would do better. If we would desire a creator, we would be filled in ways that I I just don't think we can imagine. Desire is often talked about in Christian circles as something we ought to overcome or or we ought to beat down. I think often desire is confused with the flesh, or at least that flesh that Paul speaks of. However, to say it plainly, desiring is to be. It is to exist. It is to be human. Every part of who we are is filled with desire. We desire with our bodies, with our minds, with our spirits. The whole soul of a person is made to desire. Some desires are unruly and can be distracting. Some desires lead us to deep thoughts. Other desires lead us to visions of greatness and beauty. Some desires are essential if we are to learn how to love and how to receive it. Without desire, when would we have ever called out to God? Let me say something, share something with you, which I think you should know. Your desire for God is the desire that should shape all other desires. St. Augustine said it this way, that our love for God should order all other loves that we have. If this desire is put in its proper primary place, our lives begin to work as they were created to. If this desire is somewhere down the list in our hearts, we will find our mind and body at war with themselves and both in conflict with our spirit. Our inner life will be characterized by chaos, emotional turmoil, and pain. 
There's only one place such a heart will lead us to, and that's despair. So how do we elevate our desire for God in our hearts? How do we begin to delight in Him above all other things? The answer almost seems too simple, but it is to do this. Pray. To delight yourself in God implicitly demands that prayer becomes a center for our living. We need to begin living a prayerful life, and the more we do, the more we will desire to pray, to spend time with Him and Him alone. This is always the opposite of what people assume. We believe that our desire to pray will remain the same, static, that our motivations cannot be changed or increased. Yet the truth experienced by all those who commit themselves to prayer is that the more we do it, the more we want to do it. The desire to pray and the desire to pray more is always growing. As we go through our day and we begin to see and perceive the Lord in in the different people we meet, and in the events we go through. As a result, our desire for Him is made more, and we want to be with Him one-on-one. After a while, we may perceive that a transformation has occurred where we see prayer as a great gift, our heart's true delight. And this is the true understanding of our passage today, that in making God our delight, the one I'm focused on with all my affections, that very thing leads us to receiving the very thing our hearts so desire, so want, which is Him. If we're going to speak of desire, there's one more thing I need to make clear. I've come to believe that the necessity to pray and to pray without ceasing is not based on our desire for God as much as it comes from His desire for us. God passionately pursues us. And when this is seen, it moves us to want to pray in response. Prayer is God's initiative, and in no way ours. Therefore, prayer becomes a way of life for His disciples. Everything else flows from it. And for those who follow after Christ, we never step out of this life where prayer is at the very center even the most necessary thing. Let us pray. Lord God of us all, we worship you for all you are for us. We put aside all other desires and make you first. Let us have more of you, more of your spirit, more of your son. Speak to us in our praying and cause us to have your word within us. Let it ever be upon our minds that you are always with us. We are never alone or without help. Empower our praying by your word and by your spirit, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen.